Yantif Chavra. You know, I'll tell you the truth, from the Yom Shalom and Al-Daiti, as far as I can remember, it always bothered me that Lag Bimer wasn't Asr B'Malach, you know? It's like, it's Mamish the biggest Yantif, Mamish the biggest Yantif. The only Nechama that I have that it's not Asr B'Malach is the fact that we get to listen to such beautiful music. So, Shkaych L'Shleimer, Zachariah, you know, it's a tremendous place. to them for Mamish connecting us with Rav Shimon. Shkoyach to all the sponsors for making this possible. Hashem should bless each and every one of them. Mamish, each and every one of them. All the mysterious nefesh, those that are sponsoring b'momen, those that are sponsoring b'guf, b'leiv. Every single one of them, every single one of you. Hashem should only bless you with simcha and nachas and shefa. Mamish ad blidai v'kashmis v'ruchnis. Amen. Alright, so let me... You know, many people have asked me this question. In recent times, as we get closer to Lag Bimer, it's a question that I get asked a lot. It's just like, what exactly is Rishim Bar about? Like, you know, so maybe if you learn the Zayar, you learn Kabbalah, okay, fine. So you have a Shaykhis to the Semcha. But for the average Yid, all of us, we don't have Shaykhis to really understanding what Rishim is talking about. So, what, what exactly is the Semcha for us? What exactly is this Indian of Lag Bimer? What makes Rishimin so unique? What's the, what's the Indian of the Zara Kaddish? What's that Tikkun, that Indian, that light of the Zara? What is that? So, it'll take like, I don't know, like a hundred hours to explain a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to ki- condense it. You know, it's, uh, yeah, you're here, I don't know what else is. So I'm not here for a hundred hours. So, we'll, we'll try to condense it for, you know, just for a few minutes. What exactly is the Indian of Rishimin? So let me start with, it with a couple questions. Okay. There's a, a shaila that the Marashal, the Marashal asked this, it's interesting. Marashal says we know there's a klal in Nigla, in Halacha, in Talmud Bavli, that whenever we have a machlekes between Rav Shimon and other Tanoim, Rav Yehuda, other people, the derech klal, we don't pass him like Rav Shimon. It's interesting, we derech do not pass him like Rav Shimon. So Marashal points out, it's interesting, that in Nigla, in Halacha, the derech klal, we do not pass him like Rav Shimon, yet that same person, Rav Shimon, in the Zarekah, that she, you know, opens the door to the base medrash of Pneumius. Now he's called Rishim Barichai, and all of a sudden, over there, everything Rishim Barichai says in the Zarekah, we're mamish machmer. We try to keep it. It over. It overwhelms everything in halacha. And so here's the question the Mashal asks: twofold. First of all, if Rishim Barichai in the Zarekah, if Rishim in the Zayar is mamish b'tzina kadish, the light of all lights, the light of seven days of creation, everything he says. Is Mamish Torah Misinai, the Shechin HaKadosh is speaking through Rav So first of all, why don't we paskin like him in Nigla? Why would we not paskin like Rav in, in, in a regular case of Halacha? We usually don't paskin like him. And if for whatever reason we don't paskin like him in Nigla, why all of a sudden when it comes to the Zari, everything he says over there is all of a sudden uh, we take it 100% without a Shiloh, there's no, there's no suffix, there's no, there's no Achlekes about it, it's 100%. What's, this discrepancy between that person Rav Shimon and Nigla that we reject what he says very often, more often than not. Whereas opposed to Shimon and Nister, that everything he says is Mamish Torah Misinai. How do we make sense of that? Okay. And the next question is, who's Rav Shimon? What's the mile of Rav Shimon? There was other, other Kabbalah Svarim before him. 
There's other great Mekubalim before him. What makes Rabbi Shem Baruch so unique? Okay. So let me share with you Mamash a sentence that we find in the Zohar Kaddish itself. This is Zohar Parshas Mishpat. Okay. And this is going to be the, the Pesach into understanding who Rabbi Shimon was and what does it mean for people like us. In Zohar Mishpatim it says as follows. Rabbi Saba. Rabbi Abba was saying the following thing. He was, he was about to say a secret. And he said as follows. Bar What's amazing about Rishim Baruchai said Rabbi is Yoda le Stamra Archai. Rishim Baruchai knows how to how to act in a way that's safe. He knows how to act safely. What does that mean? The oil biyoma amikta. When Rishim Baruchai is about to jump into deep waters, he's about to reveal a secret of Torah. Eshka pechadmisa derech laver bezim nechad. Rabbi Abba said that when Rabbi Shem is about to say a secret, what's amazing about Rabbi Shem is that he knows how to give over a secret in such a way where it doesn't cause any damage, where people are able to understand. And Rabbi Abba compares it to a person that's about to jump into the ocean. And he says Rabbi Shimon knows how to swim. He knows how to swim. And when he goes into the, into the ocean, he knows from the beginning how he's going to swim from this side of the ocean to get to the other side. Rabbi is comparing Rabbi Shimon and his Kaich and Pnimi to someone who's swimming in the ocean. And the Kaich of Rabbi Shimon is that he knows how to swim safely. What does that mean? What is Rabbi telling us? So, in order to understand this, we have to, we have to you know, swim in the waters of the Ariyah Kaddish. Rabbi Shimon came back to the world centuries later as the Arizal. So, listen to what the Arizal writes in Sharma Maya Rajbi. Da, you should know. I should say a few words and Skadai, listen to these words. Da, you should know. Ki neshamas tzaddikim, there are two types of neshamas tzaddikim. Both tzaddikim are marbitse Torah. Both types of neshamas are people that teach Torah, that give over truth. There's two types of neshamas. Yeish mehem bebechinas or makif. There are some neshamas that they're coming from that place, and what they're trying to give over is what's called a surrounding light, in or makif. Yeish mehem or hapnimi. And there's other neshamas that the light that they're giving over is what's called in our opinion an inner light, a surrounding light and an inner light. The kol oisem sheim itzad armakiv, and said that all those neshamas, that they're avoided, their connection to their connection to the Rabbanu Shalom is what's called in armakiv a surrounding light. Yeshvem kayach, they have a kayach, what? Limser benestaris v'saydis ha-tayra, derach kisui v'helam gadol. They know how to give over secrets of Tyra in a way that's concealed, in a way that's safe, in a way that everyone could understand what they're able to understand. <clears throat> they are able to give over secrets in such a way where those that understand will understand, those that don't will be able to understand on their level. So there is all. Again, none of this makes sense yet, but bear with me. Rishon Baruchai was the greatest of all time in terms of having this quality of a surrounding light, of being able to give over Pnimi Satara in a way that's concealed, in a way that's theistic, in a way that you, wh- whoever hears it understands what they need to hear. And therefore he alone was given this Kayach of being able to be Dairish, of speaking publicly about Sisrei Taira, Baifin in such a way, that even if he spoke publicly about it, everyone was able to understand according to their level. 
Vlochin therefore said that Riyak Kodesh Nitin Loi Rishos Lichtov Sefer Zoyer. Therefore, it was Davka Rab Shimon who was given this permission, this schus of writing the Sefer Zoyer. Vloinitin Rishos Lor Abaisov Oil Rishoinim Asher Kodmuloi. And this was not given to his Rabbeim, to people that preceded him. Even though they were greater than him, they knew more than him. But Shimon had this quality of being connected to the surrounding light and being able to give over Sisera Torah in a way that's safe, in a way that everyone is able to receive what they're able to receive. That's what the result says. And with this, you can understand the great mystery and the great unbelievable light that is the Zara Kaddish. Adkan. What does this mean? So, what, what, what's the result telling us? This in the Shamas that are or Makif or Pnimi, Shimmerichai can give over what he's what's special about Rabbi Shimon is that he was able to communicate Sisra Torah in a way that was safe, in a way that was like swimming through the ocean in a way that's safe. What does this mean? Okay, so let me let me let me explain. It'll only take a few minutes. There are two types of words that a person says. There are two types of of, of, of communication that a person can, can give over to another person. There's one type of dibur where the oisiyas dibur, the words that they're saying, are something. The words are something. I have an idea in my head, and I'm trying to give that over to you, and so I say words, and these words are the information. These words are something. And something comes out of me, those are the words, and they enter into you. And now you have something that you didn't have before. Those are dibur. Those are words that are described by, by, by the Surah Daishim as words that are coming from the Midah of Chesed. Why? What's Chesed? Chesed is to give. So when I say something and what I'm saying is something, that's called I'm giving you, I'm giving you something. I'm giving you a present. I could give you a physical present, or I could give you words. I could give you information in the form of words. That's called giving. That's an act of chesed. It's kvaldic. It's amazing. That's what's called, and the Rizal is describing this, that's what's called neshamis that are connected to an arpanim, an inner light. An inner light means that when that tzaddik is trying to give over something to his talmidim, he's trying to give them something. He's trying to give them something. And when he gives over something, it means that he's using words to give over something. That's called an inner light, a light that's contained in seichel, a light that's contained in the words. That the words you can, that this type of tzaddik, when he says words, you have to imagine the words as if they're, in, they're like a box that contains light, and he's giving that to you. It's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's gewaldic. That's not Rav Shimon, though. See, what's the secret of Rav Shimon? You see, if I'm giving over words and the words are something, and now you have it, that's not a sight. What does it mean, a secret? A secret means something that you don't know, something that you don't understand. See, there's a, so there's a basic uh, oxymoron and paradox over here. How could Rabbi Shimon be the one to be megalocyte, to reveal secrets? If I'm revealing it, it means it's not a secret. How could I give you something, and then what you have is still a secret? How do you do that? The answer is as follows. The way Rabbi Shimon speaks is a different form of speech. Rav Shimon, the words of Rav Shimon and the words of Tzaddikim that are connected to a surrounding light are not words of something. The purpose of the, the words of Rav Shimon and the Tzaddikim that are coming from what's called the surrounding light, as I'll explain in a moment, are words whose purpose is to make room, is to push things away. You see, 
Let's imagine for a second you have like a Sefer Torah, right? What, how, how do you write a Sefer Torah? So you have cloth, you have a parchment, and you take ink, and you write those words on the cloth. So, the, so there, there were no words, and all of a sudden now it says, Vaidabar Shalom right? And where, what are those words? Those words are something. That's a black ink. That's something. That's the first type of tzaddik. That's giving over a truth. It's giving over information. That's called black letters on white cloth. But what's amazing is when the Rebbeinu gave us the luchas, which was the Rebbeinu giving himself, the luchas were not written in such a way where it's black ink on white cloth. What were the luchas? The luchas were chakuka. They were engraved. They were etched. The stones were cut. They were, they were, they were carved. The letters were carved into the stone. You know what that means? It means that the luchas themselves, the tablets themselves, contained infinite light. They contained infinite information. It was a secret. And what are the words of the luchas? The words of the luchas are what? Are, make, are pushing away, the, they're making space for something deeper to enter into your world. That's what the words of the luchas are, right? They're empty space. You're carving away the luchas in order to reveal the words that were already there. That's what the luchas are. There's such a thing as speech where I'm giving you something. And then what you have is no longer a secret. It's exactly, it's finite. It's constricted to what your brain can process. It's something. It's an orpim, it's an inner life. But then there are the words of the tzaddik. That what the tzaddik is trying to give you is something that cannot be explained. He's trying to give you something which is infinite, which is bigger than you. And so how does the tzaddik convey? How does the tzaddik give you something that you cannot compute? How does the tzaddik give you an experience of elikus? How does the tzaddik reveal to you a sight? The words of what the tzaddik does is that those are words that are not meant to give you something. Those words whose their objective is what? Is to make room for something bigger to come into your world. And what the tzaddik says, it's not about what the, what the words are. It's about, what, it's about the room in your heart that the words are making. That's the idea. The concept of the Or Makif, when Arizal was, was revealing to us that the secret of Rav Shem is that he's connected to what's called the surrounding light. What does that mean? It means the surrounding light means something that's bigger than you. I don't know what it is. It's a secret. It's who God is. And there are no words that can convey that secret to you and still and still retain the quality of being God. I cannot explain to you who God is, and yet then you, and, and it's still being God. What has to happen, therefore, is that Roshim Rechai has to be able to give over words that the objective of these words are not chesed. It's not giving you something. It's making room. It's pushing things away. It's removing clouds. It's removing obstacles. It's removing preconceived assumptions. And in that emptiness... In those carved out letters, in that empty space, all of a sudden then is revealed something that you, that you could not have understood before, something that you could not have put into words. You know, it's an amazing thing. When you look in the Zara Kaddish, consistently, mamish, all over the place, before Roshim Rechai speaks, it's, it's preceded with crying. It's always crying. Yosef Kabachi, Roshim is sitting and he's crying. The Chaverim are sitting and crying. They're all crying, mamish crying. What's the crying of Reb Shimon? Why is it that the words of Reb Shimon had to be said in such a way, where what? Where it's coming from Bechiyas. Where it's coming from an overflowing of emotion. The answer is because the words of Reb Shimon are not words that are trying to give you something. Words that are trying to convey something, that those words are chesed. It's something that's being given over from the Rebbe to the Talmud. Then that's it. It, it, could, be, it could be mugbal. It could be constricted. It doesn't have to come in, It's not coming from any... 
it's not a side. But when Rabbi Shemarichai is trying to give over a secret, he's trying to give over to you the infinite message that's contained in the luchas themselves, and the way he does that is not by giving words, it's by making room in your heart to experience something deeper. And the words that Rabbi Shimon says are just trying to make room in your heart. It's trying to remove all the obstacles. It's trying to make an empty space. Then now in that empty space, then is what re is revealed something that's bigger, something that cannot be contained in words. The reason why Rabbi Shimon is constantly crying in the Zara is because what he's trying to give over is not contained in the words that he says. I mentioned this, I was told that we were learning together on Sunday morning that, you know, the Zayar Kaddish, that when a person just reads Zayar, the Kayach of like just reading Zayar, why is it such a school, why is it such a Kayach of Tahara that just to read the Zayar Kaddish? You know why? Because if the Zayar, if Rabbi was trying to give you information, if he was trying to give you words that are something, then if you don't understand the words, then you're not getting the something. But the real, the real pnimius of the Zayar is what Rishim Reichai brought to the world is this idea, this kayach of what? Of speaking words whose objective is not to give you something. The words of Rishim and its objective is to make room in your heart to experience something that's beyond words. That's what Rishim Reichai is coming to do. So when you read the words of the Zayar Kaddish, the point is not what you get of it. It's not the, the point is not the seichel. The point is not the intellect, the information that you now have. The point is that the words of Rav Shimon are able to make room in your heart to allow you to experience something that you cannot explain. This is why when Yosef Tzaddik is confronted with his brothers, right? When the brothers come to Yosef Tzaddik, he's disguised as the Egyptian, as the Mitzri, and the Egashel of Yehuda. Yehuda approaches Yosef and says words. And everyone knows that the words that Yehuda says, nothing new. What did Yehuda say already? He said that, you know, our father is very old and it'll, it'll mamish give him tremendous agmas nefesh if Binyamin is taken. These are all things that he said at the end of Parshish Miketz. What exactly is the Chiddush and Vayigash? And yet the Pasuk says an amazing thing. Chazal say in the Medrash that the secret of Yehuda approaching Yosef and saying the words of Parshish Vayigash is what? Is Mayim Amukim Eitzah That there's a secret in the heart of a deep person. There was a secret in Yosef HaTzadik, the secret of Ani Yosef. And with all the words that, Ye that Yehuda was saying before Parshas Vigash, words of something, trying to convince Yosef Tzaddik, it's Kedai not to let Binyamin go. All those words were not getting to the secret. They were not Megala's side. You cannot reveal a secret by giving, you cannot reveal the secret of a Jewish heart by giving more things into the Jewish heart. All you're doing is piling on the secret. You're burying it even deeper. The words of Yehud and Parshas Vigash are words that are not conveying something. There are words of Rav Shem Baichoi. There are words of a surrounding light. There are words that were making room in Yosef Tzadik's heart of emptying out his heart and revealing the secret automatically. This is why when Yosef Tzadik hears the words of Yehuda, it says, well, you call Yosef Lesapik that Yosef was unable to hold back the secret anymore. It doesn't say that he was convinced. You know what? It's talking maybe the right time now. No. He could not hold back the secret. Why? Because the words of Yehuda, the words were, the objective of those words was to make plots, was to make room, is to move everything away in order for the secret to just automatically appear. Just like the words in the Luches, their objective is to carve space to reveal the words and the information that was already there. And this is why when Yosef Tzadik reveals himself and he says, Ani Yosef, what does Yosef Tzadik say? He says, Haitziu Kolishmer, like, get all the Mitzrayim out of here. Because the secret of Yosef Tzadik revealing himself, that deepest secret of all of Ani Yosef, I am Yosef. It looks like I'm a Mitzri. 
This entire time it looked like I was an Egyptian. But the truth of all truths is, Ani Yosef, the way to reveal that secret of what a Yid is, is not by giving the Yid words or information he didn't already have. The words that are able to reveal the secret of Ani Yosef are words with the objective of making room. This is the kayak of the words of Rav Shem, the words of the Tzaddik. The words of a tzaddik are not about giving you something, but it's about words that, that their objective is to remove something from your life. And this is why, this is why we find at that moment when Yosef a tzaddik said, Ani Yosef, I am Yosef, and at that moment when Yehuda was able to bring the secret out of Yosef a tzaddik, Chazal already say that when he said the word Ani Yosef, that's a reflection, that's a reminiscent, that's reminiscent of something that will be, which is when the Mashiach comes, Ani Hashem, when Yosef HaTzadik reveals his secret of Ani Hashem, which came through words that were not about giving him something, but words that were with the objective of removing obstacles, of making place, of carving out a hole in his heart. Menela bringing out the truth of Ani Yosef, that's exactly what Mashiach is going to do. The words of Mashiach, it says in Pasuk, He ke'eretz b'shevet pit, that the words of Mashiach will conquer the entire planet. And all the Masailam, everyone that's standing in the way of Kedusha, every Yetzar in the world, every obstacle to, to, to Klai Yisrael, all Mashiach has to do, come and stand up and say something. And, this, and the words of Mashiach is going to mamish break down all the Mechitzes. The words of Mashiach is going to mamish destroy all of our enemies. So we're thinking to ourselves, what exactly is the Chiddush of Mashiach? What's, what, what type of unbelievable vort is he going to say? The answer is Mashiach is not going to say anything new. The words of Mashiach are not going to be words of giving something over. They're not words of chesed. They're not words of a matana. Quite the opposite. The words of Mashiach are words of din. Wor what does it mean din? Chesed means I'm giving you something. Din means I'm taking something away. The secret of the words of Mashiach are words that take something away. They are carving out a hole in your heart. And when your heart is emptied out of all things that you had before, then automatically the secret of Ani Yosef emerges. These are the words of Rav Shem This is why the Zohar Kaddish says, Besifrin dayavkim in the that it's through Rav Shem Mashiach will come. Because the Kayach of Rav Shem is not to say words, they're not words of chesed. Mashiach, Rav Shem is not giving us words that we didn't know. The secret of Rav Shem, the words of Rav Shem is what are words that their objective is to make a hole in your heart. That's the point of Reb Shimon. This is why the Zara Kaddish compared Reb Shimon to swimming in the ocean. How do you swim in the ocean? How do you get from point A to point B by swimming? You're moving water away. That's what it is. You're in the water. And by swimming, in order to move in the water, you have to literally move the water away. And by moving the water away, that's how you move weiter. The secret of the words of Reb Shimon are not words of chesed, they're words of din. This is why Reb Shimon and Nigla, we don't pass them like Reb Shimon and Nigla. Because Nigla, which is not about revealing secrets, the words of Rav Shimon are terribly dangerous. Because Rav Shimon, the words of Rav Shimon are dinim. The words of Rav Shimon, their objective, their kaych, is to make holes, is to take things away. And if in the base medrash of Nigla, in the base medrash of the revealed Torah, which is not fundamentally about revealing Ani Yosef, if we were to pass like Rav Shimon in Nigla, chas v'shalom. Because when Chazal Paskin, understand that when we Paskin like someone, like a Tana or like an Amira, that's not just like, okay, you know, we have to pick something, so you, know, you got to choose, let's go this way. By Paskining like someone, that means that the Kaych of that person's Nisham is Mamish becoming all the more potent. In Nigla, which is not about revealing secrets, the words of Reb Shimon, which are words of Din, 
are terribly dangerous. We don't pass them like Rav Shimon and Nigla. But that same power of Rav Shimon of making holes, of taking things away, of words of din, when he's working in the Zohar Kaddish, when he's trying to reveal secrets with that, then not only are those words not dangerous, they become the most beautiful, the most uplifting, the most unbelievably powerful, unbelievable saving words. Those same words of Din and Nigla are dangerous, but when they are, when they are attached to the objective of revealing the secret of Ani Yosef, the secret of the Yid, the secret of the Rabbanishon, the secret that's contained in the Luchais, then Davka Adarab, but then you Davka need words that are, you have to use the Luchais, you have to make holes. Rabbi Nachman has a turn to Ran in New Zion. Rabbi Nachman writes, says in Pasuk regarding the Megillah, at the end of the Megillah, the end of the Maisa with Mordechai and Esther, it says, V'shamoy ha'ilech b'chol that the, 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 the name of Mordechai, the story of Mordechai, the reputation of Mordechai preceded him. All the, everyone heard of Mordechai. Medina, Medina Kiksava, every single country in its own language, they were writing that Mordechai, Mordechai was the, the headline of the day. Said Rabbi Nachman, the deeper meaning of that is as follows, that when a Yid, when a Tzaddik, or any Yid, Amechum Tzaddikim, when Yid say, when a Yid says, as Rabbi Nachman puts it, Yiddish words, Jewish words, what does it mean Jewish words? It means words whose objective is not about giving something, but words whose objective is about making room for something to be revealed, then Rabbi Nachman says, those words are heard everywhere. And you could have a Yid, and Rabbi Nachman says more than that, you could have a guy. Rabbi Nachman says such a mitzvah. You can have a guy who is reading the New Testament. He's reading the Quran. He's reading Mamish books of Avodah Zarah. And all of a sudden, in his reading of the book of, of Avodah Zarah, he's reading Mamish Kfira. All of a sudden, from the book that he's reading, he finds the truth. And there's this iris, one thing leads to another. These are Maisen B'chol Many, many converts, many, many Gerim have found their way to the truth of Yiddishkeit. Davka by being connected to other religions and having kashas and so on and somehow, some way or another they find the truth. Rabbi Nachman is, how is such a thing possible? The person's reading the New Testament. You know, he's reading something that's apikarsis. Mamish, the opposite of truth. And Davka from there he finds something. He finds the truth. How does that happen? Said Rabbi Nachman, it's Davka from the words of the tzaddik. When the tzaddik says words, it's not about the words, but it's about making holes in things. It's making holes in hearts. Making holes in minds. And when the, when the objective is to reveal the secret that's contained in that heart and in that mind, then that has an effect everywhere. And when that, that, that non-Jew is reading Mamish, a book of Kfira, in there, a hole is being made. There's a hole in that book. And he doesn't even realize it himself, but by reading that book, he, he's finding a hole within his own heart. And the secret of Aniyasif is being revealed. This is why it says in the Zara Kaddish that through Rabbi Shimbari Chai, Besifrindah, with your book of the Zara Kaddish, Yafkim, Miglus of Rachmi, the Jewish people will be taken out of Gauls with Rachamim. Because there's a way of Gula happening, Chazashon, with Din, with difficulty, with terrible Dinim. But the secret of Rabbi Shimbari Chai is to take a Din and to show how a Din can be used to reveal Mamish, the deepest secret of Ani Yosef. The whole Indian of Rabbi Shemrechei is Amtokas Adinim, is sweeting judgments, is taking words which are naturally dinim, which is again taking something away and using that, not as something that's dangerous, Adarav, but using that to reveal something amazing. This is the secret of the Zohar Kodesh. This is what's amazing about the Zohar. What's amazing about the Zohar is that by the, the very fact that there was such a Yid, there was such a Tzaddik called Rabbi Shemrechei, 
and by the very fact that every single one of us here is trying on our own individual levels to makash ourselves to that tzaddik, it's because there was such a tzaddik that said that taught the Zara Kaddish, because of that every single one of us have the schus every once in a while to feel a hole in our hearts. The only way for a yid to discover the truth of themselves, the truth of Tyra, is to, sen- it's to be sensitive and to feel a hole in yourself. If you feel a hole in your heart, and you feel a hole in your mind, you feel that there's something missing in life, that's the biggest bracha. Because it's dafka when a yid feels empty. It's dafka when you're sensitive to that emptiness in your own heart. Uh, then, now you could have ani yosef. And then the secret of all secrets of Ani Yosef, Ani Hashem, Ani Reuven, Ani Shimon, Ani Levi, that could emerge. But it only emerges when a yid is sensitive to that emptiness. And where do you get that sensitivity from? Because there was a tzaddik Rishim Baruchai. This is why in the Zohar Kaddish is constantly crying, the constantly bechiyas, the tshuva, the unbelievable hisaris of, of, of the Zohar Kaddish. It's because the whole inner desire is making room. Every single word of the desire is just making room. And if there's any... Until Mashiach comes, if there's any moment in life where Yitch feels within himself a movement, a hisairus, where something is, is bubbling from, from somewhere deep that they didn't even know they had, it's all because of Rishon Reichel, it's all because of the Zayr. This is why, by the way, there's a minig of having an upshare in Lagbaimer, instead of an upshare. The only upshare is to reveal, to take away hair, and to reveal the payas that were already there. That's what upshare is, right? The whole secret of Rav Shimon is upshare. The whole inner of Rav Shimon is not to give you anything. It's to take something away. What's Rav Shimon taking away? He's taking away your katnas. He's taking away your immaturity. He's taking away your preconceived notions of what God, what, what God is, of what Yiddishkeit's about, of who you think you are. A person comes to this world, a yid comes to the world and thinks that you're a human being. You think you're a person. Who am I? I'm a human being. Rav Shimon, because of his words, the Zarekadosh reveals to you that's not who you are. And first you have to know what you're not. You have to feel that you're not a human being. You're not Stam. And now, I'm not that. Now the truth of who you are can emerge. This is the secret of Shimon. Words that are, tr- that are not giving you something, but words that are taking away to allow a deeper truth to emerge. Let me, end, let me, let me tell you, Maisa, very quickly. I said this to some of the guys a couple weeks ago, but I think most of you were not here, so, you know, those that are, like, okay, Chazar for Maisa is not so difficult, you know. So it's like this. In uh, around the year 1856, 1857, something like that, there was a very big simcha in Lubavitch. Uh, at the time, the Tzemach Tzedek was Lubavitch Rebbe at the time, the Tzemach Tzedek was making a chasna for one of his sons. He had seven sons. He was making a chasna for one of his sons. It was a huge simcha. All, you know, thousands of chasidim came from all over to celebrate in the simcha of the Tzemach Tzedek. And it happens to be that this chasna was about a week or so before Shavuos. It was uh, right after Lag Bomer during this time. And so a lot of chassidim came to travel to Lagvayim, to, to, to the Tzemach Tzedek. And many of them, I can't say all of them, but many, many of them decided, listen, we're there anyway so close to the Yantif. By the time you get back home, it'll be, you know, uh, middle of Yantif anyway. So a lot of them stayed over Yantif and Lubavitch. So that year in, by Shavuos, mamish, thousands of Yidin in Lubavitch. Now the way of the Tzemach Tzedek, it was all the, the Nisim of Chabad was like this, is that every Shabbos, and particularly for sure Yantif, there were many Mamorim. Right? The Rebbe would say, many mamar throughout Yontif. Now you know the way, the way of Chabad Chassidus is that a mamar, first of all, was very, very difficult. It was very dense, a lot of information, very deep ideas of Chassidus. And number two, extremely long. Every mamar was like three or four hours, you know? There was a few of them over, over Shabbos, over Yontif. And so the way, the way it worked it was as follows. The Rebbe, that this taste, that Tzadik, would say over the mamar, and only a select handful of Chassidim 
like understood what he's talking about, Bechlal, or even were able to hear what he said, because, you know, there's no microphones and things like that. And the way the process was, the Rebbe would say the Mimer, and then after, so for the rest of the afternoon and so on, there would be, officially, there would be Chayzrim. There would be Chassidim, Elder Chassidim, Tamid Chamim, that were appointed to Chazid Ashir for everyone else. And so you had one guy, he would be, he would Chazid the first quarter this year, the next person would then take over Chazid the next quarter, and so on and so forth. They would repeat it, but with Hezbron, and so on. And so this particular Shavuos, there was a tremendous, you know, influx of many Chassidim, and so the Chayzrim had a bigger Achrayis to say over the Mimer to, uh, to all the Chassidim there. Now, the problem was is that there were so many newcomers and so many you know, people from the, from the Shtedlach and so on over there, they didn't have the proper background to really understand what, what, what the Mimer was. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't understand. So I've had this experience, maybe having it right now, that uh, when you say over Torah, sometimes you could feel that, like what you're talking about, you know? <laughs> so that's what happened. So the, the first Chayzer gets up and he's saying over the first quarter of this year, and everyone's there because they have to be there, you know, they have no choice, they're chesidim. Uh, but, but no one's chapping what he's talking about, and people are yawning and falling asleep. But, but the chayzer, listen, his, his, his achrayas is to say over the mimer, so that's what he does. No, the next chayzer gets up, and he's continuing, vaitim, more people falling asleep, they're there, they're, you know, no, one, no one's chapping. Now, meanwhile, the final is watching this, and his rachmanis and all those yidim, they're sitting there for hours, just like, you know, spacing out, they're not getting anything. So the final chayzer gets up, and he says, Chavra, let me tell you something. You know what the Rebbe said? I was like, okay, what did the Rebbe say? The Rebbe said that the Rebbe Hashem loves you. The Rebbe said that every single mitzvah you do is mamish shaking oilamis. Every single inyan, every single knech, every single effort that you do to become a better Jew is mamish shaking up the whole universe. That's what the Rebbe said. And all of a sudden, the chassidim started perking up. People in the back started, ooh, that's okay, that, that we understand, we heard such a thing. And then some chassidim started to make l'chaims. And there was some rikudin that took place in the back. It was a levitic. Now, meanwhile, the other chayzim are watching this guy. And like, that's not what the Rebbe said. That's not, you know, what's going on. So after this whole thing is over, so they, they approach him. He said, listen, you know, that's, like, what are you talking about? So he said, listen, what am I supposed to tell you? These guys, no one's chab, no one, no one chab in the mind. They should, they should come by with something. But the other chayzim had a tie in it. They said, listen, that's not your job. Your job is to be bottled to the Rebbe and to say over what the Rebbe said. And you're taking, uh, well, you're not the Rebbe. What are you doing? So they went to the Tzanach with a complaint that this chayzer should be fired. And so they go to the rabbi and they tell him what happened. And the tzernach said, I'm not, I'm not having the problem. So he said, he didn't say over the mind. He said, what are you talking about? That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. And the said, I explained that all the, th- the, th- the, f- the first three chayzim were saying over the arpanim, you understand? They were saying over the, the, the words. This is the word, and I'm giving that over to you. The final chayzer was making room in the Jewish heart to allow the pnimius and the infinite light of the Rebbe to enter into their world. And that's the secret. That's the secret of Rosh Hashem Hashem should bless each and every one of us, and each and every one of you, that we should talk of to hear words of truth, to hear words that make room. I'll tell you the truth. Personally, I, I daven for this so, so much that, especially on Shabbos, that, that we should be zaychet to hear words and to say words that are not about giving information. Sometimes information comes and it goes, you understand, you don't understand, but words that should make, it should make room. It should move things away and allow the secret of who we are to emerge. We should be zaychet to hear the words of Rav Shimon, to makasher ourselves to Rav Shimon, makasher ourselves to the Yechidi Adairas, and, re- and we should reveal within us the secret of all secrets, and Yosef, and Yashem, and Yashem, and Yashem, Mir wie mein Amen.